We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It is 938, 22 minutes now in front of 10 o'clock here at News Talk. E3OWCCO, Wolves Idol, Wild Idol. Twins win their opener earlier today, 10 to 2. Jose Barrios gets the victory. He's 2 and 0 out of the gate. And the Twins and Mariners play again on Saturday at Target Field. Hopefully the sun comes out. And by the way, why is that it just beat Shock P? 72 43. In a 4A boys semifinal at Target Center, Wyzetta will play Creighton-Durham Hall for the 4A title on Saturday night. Creighton-Durham Hall beat Maple Grove in the first semifinal of the night earlier. Right now we're going to shift gears. We're going to talk turf. Yes, uh, it's been raining, and your lawn's probably started to green up, and everybody's chomping at the bit to get out there and get some work done. But we wanted to find out what you should do and what you shouldn't do when it comes to your lawn. And uh, we have an expert, Maggie Ryder, Turfgrass Science, University of Minnesota Extension, joins us. Maggie, it's been a while. How are you? Hey, good, good. Enjoying the early spring that we're having here. Yeah, it really has been a great growing season. I had talked to Larry DeVito in advance of opening day, and he's the head groundskeeper at Target Field. And he said, in all his years of managing the turf, at Target Field, this has been the second best year so far for getting things up and going and getting the grass to grow. So that's a good thing. Yeah, we're we're about two and a half weeks ahead of normal um, based on you know historical temperatures and and what we call growing degree day accumulation, which is basically a measure of heat units or you know how many hours we spend above thirty two degrees. And you know we had record breaking highs on Monday. You know early ice out on our local lakes and. Golf courses are opening earlier than I think last time some golf courses were open this early was back maybe 10 years ago. Soil temps are the key, so that warm weather. And then you add the rain, and it's great growing weather for turf. Yeah, definitely. And so as far as things to be doing right now, we are actually in the window to be applying crabgrass prevention products. Um, And when I say that, I mean – pre-emergent herbicides that are they're very effective at preventing crabgrass seeds from growing. So now is the time to apply this for lawns in the Twin Cities metro area and, again, a couple weeks ahead of normal. Um, so this optimum application window, it could end uh, you know, around the end of next week. Um, 
So you want to be applying this before crabgrass can germinate, right? So this timing is a very important thing. If you do it too early, you know, while it's still cold, um, the crabgrass could still grow anyways. And if you do it too late after some crabgrass weeds appear, it, it just won't work. Um, so consider applying pre-emergent or crabgrass prevention products in the next week or maybe week and a half. When soil temperatures get above 60 degrees, crabgrass can start growing. Yeah, and, and Maggie, you're putting good money to bad after it emerges, if you will, that once it starts growing, it's usually too late, right? Yeah, absolutely. You got it. Uh, Maggie Ryder joining us, Turf Grass Science, University of Minnesota Extension. Good enough to join us because I'm sure uh, people are thinking about getting out there and, and doing other things to get their lawn ready. Uh, when I was a kid, my my dad would send my brother and I out there with the heavy steel rakes and we would de-thatch the lawn. And it, it, it was hard work, and I think it was more about him getting work out of us than it was doing anything for the lawn. Is that a good idea to de-thatch in the spring? Um, in general in the spring, um, yeah. I mean, it doesn't hurt, especially if you do have some thatch. But, but right now it's, still, it's a little too early. I know, you know, we had this burst of heat, and it felt so good in the last few days. Um, the grass probably is growing a little bit. Um, but next week it's going to really cool off again. You know, we have highs in the 40s and the 50s, it looks like. So grass growth is only at like 10% of its potential right now. The temperatures have to be up in the 70s to get sort of more vigorous growth. And that's when you want to be doing these things like dethatching or aerating um, when the grass is actively growing so it can sort of fill in and recover and, and take advantage of some of that, um, the openings in the, in the soil, like from aerification. If you do it now, like I said, it's, it's too early. So you'd just be kind of tearing holes in the in the canopy and leaving bare soil and, and opportunity for weeds. So wait probably three, maybe even four weeks on some of the, the dethatching and the aerification um, and, and fertilizing too. Uh, what about repairing winter damage? Any lawn, I'm sure, goes through it. Golf courses do that sort of thing. Um, is it too early to, to do some light raking, maybe put some seed down to, to maybe get that going, or should you wait a little bit? No, it's, it's a fine time to do that. So, like I said, the lawns have started to green up, and when this happens, we can start to see some visible damage of maybe some impacts from the winter. Um, the big ones are uh, snow mold disease and salt damage, right? So snow mold disease looks like kind of circular patches of matted or kind of gray, grayish-looking grass. Patches can be up to a few feet in diameter. Um, and the best way to recover those areas is to, to lightly or gently kind of rake that to fluff up the grass. The snow mold disease usually damages the grass leaves, but it's not going to kill the entire plant. So it's more of a it's cosmetic problem. So to promote that recovery, just gently rake those areas to fluff up the matted leaves. As far as the salt damage, you'll, you'll see that around our hardscapes, right, where we've been applying de-icing salts over the winter, like, like sidewalks and driveways. Um, and the damage on that looks more like a gradient where you have like really intense damage at the edge of that hardscape and it, and it lessens as you, you know, as you move away towards the, towards the center of the lawn. Um, as far as that, you know, how to recover, the spring rain should help release salts from the soils. Um, and you can just go ahead and, and seed and sod. You know, it doesn't hurt to put seed down um, anytime. Like I said, it, it, the seed, if you put seed down today, you know, or tomorrow, I guess it's pretty late, but. It's not gonna. It's not gonna maybe grow for a couple of weeks, um, but at least you'll get it in the ground, and it'll be ready um, when temperatures warm up. We've had plenty of rain, and that's caused things to green up. It was dry 
for sure. And I suppose as we move through the spring, uh, monitoring the amount of water that, that goes into the turf is a big part of it. And, and I suppose you get as many questions about how much water, when do I water, as anything when it comes to lawns. Yeah, it, you know, irrigating lawns is a... Water is anything when it comes to lawns. Yeah, it, you know, irrigating lawns is a it's a, a popular thing around here, you know, especially in, in the more suburban areas where lawns tend to be a little bit bigger and the homes are new and, and have in-ground irrigation systems. Um, you know, the rule of thumb is about one inch of water per week. And we honestly, we get that a lot with the rainfall and precipitation here and, you know, in the north central or the upper Midwest. Um, so I think you can you can get pretty far without using an irrigation system. If you have a particularly sandy soil or a, or a new lawn, it you know it might need um, irrigation maybe once a week. Uh, but I think people tend to over irrigate far far more than they under irrigate. So just you know be thoughtful about that as as we get into the the uh, you know the summer months. Yeah, in other words, get a rain gauge and monitor that. And if you're you're getting enough of the real stuff, you probably don't need to. Another thing I notice among some of my neighbors, I, I try and keep it to watering to maybe when, when it does get hot and dry a couple times a week, and then I'll water early in the morning and put a lot of water down and then take a break for two or three days and then put a lot of water down and and call it good, where some people are watering every day, for short periods of time. Yeah, I, you know, we, we've done some research on this where we've audited or surveyed people's um, irrigation systems, and some people are watering every single day and, or every other day, and that's, that's excessive. Um, again, we can, we can really rely on rain here in Minnesota, and, and uh, you know, we need, to, we need to do a little better at, at conserving our, our water. And, you know, water conservation here, it really takes a backseat to sort of um, water quality protection, but they, but they do go hand in hand. And I think we're starting to understand that more and, and be more thoughtful about our water resources. Maggie Ryder joining us from the U talking turf grass. All right. Another big one mowing. People are going to be chomping at the bit to get the mowers out. And eventually the grass is going to grow to the point where you're going to need to mow. Number one, mulching a good idea when, when you oh, can. Yeah. Absolutely. So my mulching, or, you know, returning the grass clippings as you mow rather than bagging them and, you know, taking them away off your landscape. One, I mean, it's just, it's easier for the person that's mowing. I think, you know, it saves moving all that um, plant material around. Um, Two, it returns nutrients back into your uh, lawn from the leaf, you know, the leaf tips that you're clipping off. Um, And, uh, yeah, just other notes on mowing, you know, follow the rule of one-third that we talk about a lot, and that's don't cut off any more than one-third of the leaf blade at a time. So if you mow your grass at three inches um, tall, you know, grow it out to, to four and a half inches, and then you mow it off back down to three inches. Yeah, and sharp blades, I'm sure, is another big one as well. Yeah, yeah. People, that's another thing people don't really think about, right? <laughs> Um, yeah. it, it is good to maybe sharpen your mower blade or, or examine it, yeah, you know, at least once a year. Yeah, good, good sharp blades. Um, do you, do you see that? It, it seems to me that people have really gotten the message about the, the, the longer the better. That anything lower than three inches is probably too short when it comes to turf grass in this part of the world. Yes, definitely. That's something we've advocated for a lot here from you know the University Extension of 
the raising our mowing heights. It's just it's better for the grass. You can think of you know the the length of material you have above ground kind of matches the length of material that you would have below ground. So I mean, if you have grass that's three or four inches tall, you're going to have roots that are going further down three or four inches into your soil. Um, it's just and that way those roots can reach more water in the soil profile, reach more nutrients. You have an overall healthier turf. Um, and, you know, do check that again this spring as we start to mow because we, one thing many people do is, is their last mowing in the fall, in October or so, they'll mow it a little bit shorter than usual um, to prevent some of that uh, extra foliage um, that can contribute to uh, snow mold disease. Um, so if you have done that in the fall, just remember to raise that, that mowing height again on your on your lawnmower. Well, Maggie, good to visit with you. Uh, what's the website at the U again? Because there's, there's a lot of great tips when it comes to turf. Yes, it's extension.umn.edu. And there's a tab there that's called Yard and Garden, and that's where all the lawn care stuff is. We have everything from, you know, lawn care calendar to what to do about specific pests, um, how to, you know, audit your irrigation system and schedule it, all that good stuff. Extension.umn.edu. All right, Maggie, good to visit with you. Always great. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Maggie Ryder, Turfgrass Science University of Minnesota Extension. And by the way, Denny Long, for years, has been hosting a phenomenal show on Saturday mornings with the Extension experts from the U, and it's called Smart Gardens. Every Saturday morning between 8 and 9 a.m., you can call and text the program. It's one of my favorite radio shows each and every week here on News Talk. E3OWCCO. We'll have a quick break. We'll update you on the sports headlines. Twins win. Uh, the Boys State Basketball Tournament semifinals are over. We'll get you the winners. We'll have a Masters leaderboard update and more in a moment here on News Talk. E3OWCCO. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 